Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bump and The glory holds like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're kind of Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. I think uh, We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, and welcome back to another week of By the By. Yeah. Okay. You're back, yes. or it's your first time, which, boy, you've got a lot of stuff to catch up on. In which case, I'm Angela. And I'm Bradford. And welcome. And you still have a lot of stuff to catch up on. Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Friday, I mean, I'm going to tell you about it. It's sold out, but I'm still going to tell you about it. It's Club V at Our Secret Spot. Yep. It is sold out. You can be put on a waiting list. Uh, it is a uh, a ladies only party, so I'm super excited. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. apparently going to be like a fire dancer or performer, and there's I've heard legend uh, of how she's going to put out the fire, and it's going to be amazing. And then there's also going to be someone there doing live drawings. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. I know. I want somebody to draw me, like draw me like I was one of your French women. I say that quote so many times, more times than I've ever seen that stupid movie. Babe, I can do it, but it's not going to turn out pretty. It reminds me, so what you're saying reminds me of a meme I saw where it's basically a stick figure. (laughs) I mean, I'll have you laying down. That's right. But it's like a stick figure on a couch. It's very funny. Uh, Yeah, so that's this Friday night. And then... What else is going on? We've got another pendulum party. March 19th. March 19th. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Uh, Tickets are already on sale. It's my understanding. Mm -hmm. I talked to Jess on Saturday night and I'm pretty sure she she said it was either tickets are already selling or tickets. People are already like, can I get tickets? Can I get tickets? Mm -hmm. So uh, look, the with the restrictions starting to lift in New South Wales, everybody is trying to leave their domiciles. Yeah. And yeah, if you are thinking about going, do not wait to the last second. Yeah. You have to, you definitely have to get tickets ahead of time or you just won't be able to get in. We're going to start having scalpers at the swingers club. <laughs> People standing out front going, Hey, I got tickets. I got tickets. You want tickets? I got tickets. Oh my God. That's hilarious. But that's why they have the wait list. Yes. So. That's why we have a wait list. And yep. uh, yeah. So make sure you, you buy soon. Yes. So you don't get, have to get on a wait list. Yep, exactly. Uh, what else do we have? Anything else? Any other housekeeping things that we should probably talk about before? Nah. 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 <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Uh, so this past weekend, we'll do a really quick recap of this past yeah. weekend because it was really quick. Uh, we had a nothing on Friday night. I don't even remember what we did on Friday night. Isn't that sad? Mm-hmm. I probably was in bed at like nine. Probably. I was tired. Yeah. I spent most of the weekend sleeping. It's been great. 
Saturday we went uh, to a friend's birthday party. Yes. And it was at a really cool pub that I didn't, I shouldn't say pub, it was a bar, a proper bar. Uh, I didn't even know it existed. I thought it was literally a barbershop every time I'd ever passed mm-hmm. that that space. Uh, and it is a barbershop, but it's also the front for like a big speakeasy style place yeah and they had like 700 gens yeah it's or so the website said i didn't count i don't know i didn't <laughs> angela's <laughs> like next time i'm there i'm gonna fucking count you better you, you're lucky i'm with these people and i have to be social or i'd be back there inventorying all your gens <laughs> uh so that was that was great uh we saw some faces that we hadn't seen in a while and then we went to the club yeah. and it was newbies night and we're gonna touch on this we'll come back we're gonna circle back the horses to this mm-hmm. and then last night we went over to some sexy friend's house that we hadn't seen in quite a while, even though they are very close to us uh, ge- uh, um, ge- ge- geographically. Yeah. I kept saying like ge- geometry. <laughs> no, no, no. And That's if you're it. drawing it on the map, if maybe. You're drawing it, yeah, yeah. It's a parallelogram. Uh, it was really great to see them. And I will say there was one really good quote of the night when she was sitting on your face and then he was going down on you. And she was like, this is great. I can six while somebody else nines. That was so great. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I thought you were going to say the really great quote, which is what I said, which was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I liked that. I can six but while somebody else nines. That was fucking classic. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, a, it was a great night. It was a great night. Mm. So, yeah. Um, we are going to talk tonight about something that we have seen in the club many times, and it's starting to bother me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could really tell it was bothering you. And we saw it multiple times on Saturday night, Newbie's night, yeah. and it was really, really starting to bother me. <laughs> I think it broke your headspace a little bit. It did. It because yeah. I, I'm I'm very concerned about. The perception people have of this, I'm very concerned about people's health and safety, and I'm very concerned about people's ongoing relationship Mm -hmm. with what we're going to talk about. And what is that? Kink play. BDSM. Four scary letters. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, or the four exciting letters, really. It's, it's, It's only scarier because it's one extra letter but i gotta say the scariest three letters are dmv <laughs> it's like, there's australians out there that uh-huh. are going i don't get it dunny uh, dunny made it's rms down here yeah which is also scary yeah don't know what it is in europe um it's yeah it's probably rms something close to that. probably <laughs> so uh yeah saturday night we saw a few people exploring BDSM in some way, form, or fashion. And while we are by no means experts, mm. and there are plenty of podcasts out there who are experts, uh, I'm going to reference Ending the Sexual Dark Ages. Mm-hmm. They are who I would call experts. We dabble enough in it that we, I say dabble, we, we, we do it enough to know and speak with some authority. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to talk about what we saw, and then we're just going to kind of go over BDSM in general. Okay. Look at me taking charge. I know. This is so rare. This is great. I can just sit here and be like, yep, huh? Now you know why I normally (laughs) like to podcast. It's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. You just, you do all the talking. 
so the first thing we saw on Saturday night was a two couples who it was their first time at the club and they were in the dungeon. Angela and I often will go down to the dungeon because it's it tends to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And so you can hear the music, but it's easy to have a conversation. There's plenty of things in the dungeon to talk about. Uh, It's a great place to sort of uh, explore and and talk about curiosities. Yeah. And admittedly, on Saturday, I wanted to go down there, not just because it was a little bit quieter and easier to have conversation, but also there were some people that I wanted to talk to. And so I was just trying to encourage them to come down so we could have more of a conversation. And some made it down, some didn't. Yeah. It's all right. So we were downstairs, and I'll also add one of the things I like being down there for is if we do any kind of kink play, it's fun to put on a show. It's a, it's a lot of exhibitionism. People like to watch scenes happen yeah, because they may not be confident enough to do it themselves. So there were two couples downstairs, and they immediately got into the toy cabinet, and the first thing they pulled out was the whip, like, like they're fucking Indiana Jones. Literally fucking Indiana <laughs> Jones. Uh, and so I sat there and I was I was quiet. I, I don't know if you were down there at this time because you went upstairs to go to the bathroom. Because I do remember the couple that were across the the way from us. So we were sitting uh, opposite on two different couches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the couple that we were chatting with, she even looked at me and goes, do you need to step in? And I was like, I don't think so. I'm going to let's let this happen and see and see where this goes. And so the two couples proceeded. The first, the lady leans up against the A-frame and she's like, okay, whip me. I'm like, all right. So at least she's consenting to this. Like she's not being coerced. They're just being goofy. They're being silly. He won't hit her that hard. Well, just playing with it in his practice swing, he cracked the whip, you know, breaking the sound barrier, mm-hmm. that nice little sonic boom. And I was like, Okay, this could be bad. And of course, he probably thinks it's like really cool. And, yeah, and yeah, we're all four yeah. of them were like, ooh. And I'm like, okay, do you have any idea what this is going to feel like? That's going to hurt. Just cold, right, yeah. out of the, right out of the gate, having somebody crack a whip against you. The main reason I did not step in was, was there was, was manyfold. One, I really didn't think they were going to hurt themselves. And I was pretty sure they, that everybody else was far enough out of their range that they wouldn't get hit in the in the like as a secondary or something yeah so there was no not going to be any collateral damage Mm. uh secondly they were all wearing clothes and she was wearing jeans okay so nobody was like naked or exactly so i'm like okay realistically you're not gonna it's unlikely that you're gonna break skin through a pair of denim it's possible yeah yeah but it's unlikely very unlikely yeah so her fella takes this swing and hits her with it. It doesn't crack. He doesn't crack the whip, but it clearly wrapped around and the end of the whip hit her in the front. And that's where I came in. It was, I was coming down the stairs as he was taking a swing. Okay. Yeah. And so she goes, ow, and grabs her ass. And I'm thinking, honey, just wait <laughs> in, in a moment. Like that's where it hurts now. I don't know. Cause I've, I've been here. Uh, that's where it hurts now. But in a second, you're going to have a bruise starting to develop on your inner thigh where mm-hmm. it wrapped all the way around. But then he was like, all right, let me try. Let me try again. And he tries again. And again, he hits her and you know, she reacts, but then she's like, okay, it's now it's my turn. Oh God. And I was like, Oh, this is, 
just, I mean, it's, uh-huh. it's going from worse to worse. I mean, it's just like, there's no, like, okay, cool. We haven't learned anything. You were already been hit yeah. with this. So it must not have been too bad. So again, I'm not going to step in. We're going to mm-hmm. just let this happen. So she pulls the whip back and the first thing she does is swing it and hits the ceiling. Low ceiling. Right. Uh, so it barely low, hit it. Yeah. So, no, but it's yeah, yeah. for a full whip. True, yeah. Okay. So she does it again, and when she swings it, this time it hits the ceiling, but comes down on his back. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, God. He doesn't seem to mind. But he's clothed, right? He's clothed, yeah, okay. still. Yeah. But that could be painful. Mm. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't seem to react, because it, it didn't hit very hard. Uh, and he's like, okay, that was your two turns. <laughs> She's like, well, I never really got one. So anyway, the other couple comes up, they try, they fail. There's a lot of people being hit with whips, not very well. Yeah. So they, there was out of probably what, 12, 14 swings. I think there were maybe three really solid hits. Mm-hmm. One of which I think will probably result in a bruise. Yeah. Um, that was the first problem I saw. And the second problem that I saw is something that we see very commonly, and that is people who watch things like Fifty Shades of Grey and think that that is the right way to do it. And that is a myth I would love to dispel right away. We've talked about that shitty movie in the past, and we've talked about the process of kink play before as well. But I want to make it very clear that when you are in a BDSM scene – it is never solely about any one party. And we have seen cases where it was solely about the sub. Mm-hmm. We've seen cases where it was solely about the dom. It's more commonly we see it where it is only the dom. The dom is doing it because that's what the dom wants to do. And the sub is complying because they feel like they're supposed to comply. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that is all inexperience. And we'll talk about what the proper, you know, how to get into these scenes properly, safely. Uh, But we saw somebody get up on a St. Andrew's cross and somebody take a flogger. And within seconds, they were taking full swings on this person. Yeah, there was a little bit of kind of a light tap for maybe 20 seconds. And then they started just taking full swings. And while I wasn't really paying attention to this couple before it didn't seem like there was any conversation. Mm -mm. It didn't seem like, what do you want? How do you want me to make you feel? What do you want from this? What is, you know, what do you expect? There wasn't. Okay. No, he, he just wanted to flog someone and she was kind of like, okay. And so uh, that's, that's such a dangerous position to put yourself in. And, you know, again, watching him, I only watched for a few minutes and we, we ended up like, that's it. We got to get out of here. I, I can't watch this. And it, it's interesting because. I don't I, think it went for very long because we were done. Well, with hell, a if few, he's swinging the way he was swinging, there's no way she could yeah, last that Cause long. Cause we went, we watched it for a few minutes and then we went upstairs and I don't think it was very long after when other people came up and said that I think it had stopped. You know, we, we talked to so many people who look at things like that and they see like, oh, you know, they're, they're proud of their bruises. Bruise, mm-hmm. like, bruising does happen. Absolutely. It does happen. Uh, I don't think it should happen every single time. That's not like the end game. You're not, your goal isn't to be bruised and to wear it like a badge. Your goal is how does the scene make you feel? Mm-hmm. So we then later saw a couple do a scene that was as close to art as I've seen in our secret spot. Yeah. It was 
beautiful. They had this, as they were setting up, they both were actively setting up. Uh, there was this lovely conversation about what they expected, what they were going to do. Uh, I think people who walked in on that later on would be like, oh, wow, he's really abusing her. But it was very clear. They had this conversation before. And I think that it's kind of like jumping into, you know, jumping into the middle of a movie and not seeing the like, like, oh, this guy's really running around and just shooting all these people. He's horrible. We, oh, yeah, he's James Bond. <laughs> he's he's kind of the hero. You're, you, or or look at that. Referencing uh, a point I made earlier. Look look at that guy. He just keeps going into all these tombs and stealing things. Well, it's Indiana Jones. I mean, come on. Um, he's also really good with a whip. Uh, so they did this wonderful candle scene where he was whipping her and, and she was had a vibrator inside of her and he was pouring hot wax down. I mean, not all at the same time. He yeah. only had two arms. But like, <laughs> you can imagine this little octopus like doing all these things. But he kind of was at the same time because he was switching things up and he was moving from one sensation to another mm. and constantly. And then, you know, she was calling him sir and make, he was making her beg for it. And he was allowing her to come and all these wonderful things were happening. And it's wonderful because you see the setup and you yeah. know, yeah. you know, this is the game. This is part of what's ha- supposed to be happening. So, and, and for me, when we first started watching them after having been burned, pun intended so many times at the club, I was kind of like, ugh, another one. But then the, he's pouring wax down her back and it goes beautifully down the, the S of her back mm-hmm. over her ass. And one like one little wax plops onto the floor mm-hmm. and he immediately goes, gets a towel, folds it up, has her stand on it so that all remaining wax will fall on the floor. And I thought to myself, fall on the towel. I'm sorry. Fall yeah. on the towel. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and I thought to myself, this is going to be good. And mm-hmm. so we ended up sitting down there and watching, which probably went on for, what, 25 minutes? I would have said, yeah, 20, 25 20, minutes. 20, 25 yeah. minutes. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was wonderful. And then once she was done, she literally broke out of her restraints. It was so intense, mm-hmm. which was just delightful to watch. It was so arousing. Well, that was fun. So I say it was really good to watch also because you could see the connection between them. So they've hmm. clearly done this and played together before. And so that's great to see that. But yeah, when she broke out of the restraints, she did make a comment. She was like, well, six years and finally broke them. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it. It's like, well, at least you can make fun of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so great. Yeah, she, it was so good to see them. Like they did really connect. And the mm-hmm. other thing that I really respected about them was at one point she orgasmed and pushed the toy out of her, yeah. fell on the floor. Yep. He immediately picks it up and puts it in their bag. Mm-hmm. Cool. So then she asked, he asked her if she wanted it back or she asked for it back. And there was a bit of a play, push and pull play on that. And then he went to the bag, pulled it out and immediately got toy cleaner, cleaned it off because it was on the floor. And then he lubed it and reinserted it. And again, the Dom is caring for the sub yeah. while this entire scene is happening. And, I think even an untrained person would see that and go, oh, wow, this is clearly a – it's a team effort. It's a team game. Both people are playing. Uh, it's not just one person, air quotes, abusing the other. Right. And I think too many people think that's what BDSM is. Uh, additionally, when they were done playing – the aftercare was beautiful. Mm-hmm. He had laid out a couple of towels for her on one of the benches. She laid down with her legs like up and against mm-hmm. the wall. And 
he her I think her head was in his lap and he was petting her hair. Yeah. It was yeah. just this touching, sweet, beautiful moment. And it was it was great. It was such a delight to see. And also just as a follow up uh, with the wax on her back, when it came time to clean up, they were also very thoughtful and scraped it the wax off of her back into a towel and then dumped that into the trash can. Like yeah. the wax piece is not the towel. Yeah. Uh, but it was just very well thoughtful, like, you know, not to just leave shit on the floor or like, you know, whatever. And so it was, it was good. Well, you know, I often joke when I... mean, it's, I, it's just that bit of respect, not just for your partner, but also the space that you're exactly. in. Exactly. I always joke when I take people on tours of the club, like treat this like it's your home. Mm. Don't throw condoms around. Don't leave things about. Treat it like it's your, like you, like you like it. So yeah, anyway, it was... Such a great thing to see, but circling back on, on on this is that we see a lot of stuff happen at the club, and we kind of wanted to address some of the shortcomings and how to get into it in mm-hmm. a proper and safe way. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, shall we take a commercial break? Yeah, let me figure out how to do the sounds. I figured it out. Hello, hello, hello. If you are in the U.S., Looking for someone to play with, looking for someone to talk to. It's, you know, it, Valentine's Day could get lonely. Yeah, it can. Wah, wah. But you can go to altplayground.net, sign up, fill out their little questionnaire about yourself, and then find you someone to talk to, someone to play mm-hmm. with. Safely, of course. Maybe we could like have a little badge of vac- hashtag vaccinated. So go to altplayground.net. Fill out the, the 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 profile. Find yourself a single. Find yourself a couple. Doesn't matter the genders. Doesn't matter the sexuality. You can find them there, and you can play with them potentially. And if you can't play with them face to face, you can do the video. So that's a, a altplayground.net, and it's a fun place to go to uh, meet new friends, sexy friends. Mm. Just a few more days till Valentine's Day. I know. Have you already bought me something? Um. No. <laughs> well, then have I got the website for you? <laughs> if you go to adamandeve.com, mm-hmm. you can find me something, put it in your cart, and when you go to check out, you can use the code by the by and get 50% off of one item. Yes, you'll get a toy for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because they're nice that way. You're yeah. nice to me, they're nice to you. Uh-huh. And then you'll get another toy for me, which is also nice, and you're going to get a toy for both of us. Mm-hmm. Which is also really nice. And, you know, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And what are we going to do on Valentine's Day night? We're going to play with our toys. And watch sexy movies. Yes. Which they'll also give us. Six videos on demand. And the best part of all of this, free shipping. And that's worldwide. I say worldwide. I know it's, you know, all the major places. You know, like where we live. In Australia. There's probably some far reach of Antarctica that doesn't happen. It's probably correct, yes. So if (laughs) if you're a penguin looking for a penguin, you ain't going to get it. I'm sorry, man. It's it's a tough world. Uh, But definitely go to adamandeve.com. Find you a toy. Find your partner a toy. Use the checkout code, by the by, and uh, you get all that great stuff. And remember, you can use that code multiple times. It works on each item. (laughs) and we're back excellent so let's first start by discussing exactly what bdsm is what it stands for and all that wonderful stuff and again we know we've touched on this in the past but we're going to touch on it this time a little more colorfully (laughs) because you know 
I'm feeling colorful tonight. But not bruisey colorfully. But not bl- bruisey colorfully. That's yes. look at you. Not purples and blues and greens. Oh, my. The fade into yellows. <laughs> <laughs> so let's first talk about sort of defining BDSM. Mm-hmm. So in, in BDSM, you have dominance and submissives. Those are both people types. Dominance, when they inflict pain, are also sadists. Mm-hmm. But those two things... They aren't mutually inclusive. They don't have to be. Submissives, when they receive pain or like getting pain, are also masochists. But again, they don't have to, you don't have to do both of those things at the same time. So how would you do that, you might say? So if you're doing some sort of um, restraints, there's not going to be pain involved in that necessarily. Yeah, because you can have someone restrained and you can also, I mean, if you get into rope play and things like that, you you can have someone that's a rope bunny that's bound with ropes. Right. But you can also restrain someone and do sensory play where it's not pain. It's just all the different feels and different senses that you're using. So it ends up being more of a control thing. Who's in control? The the dominant is in control on the surface. I was going to say air quotes. Yeah. In actuality, the submissive is always the one in control, or should be. So the submissive grants the dominant control in order to do things, restrained, pain, mm-hmm. impact play, electro play. So they're granting that, that control. They're, it's, a, it's a power that they're gifting. And the way they do that is through the use of typically a safe word mm-hmm. or colors. So when a submissive says the safe word, the dominant stops. Uh, So let's talk about if we're at the club, let's say, and we see, and you're a couple at a club or or at a play space, the first thing that you should do is communicate with one another about what kind of what kind of play are we talking about? I guess first you should figure out who's the dominant and who's the submissive. If you have two doms, that's going to be tough. If unless, you have, unless somebody's a switch. Sure, sure. Yeah. It, switch means you go both ways. Eh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you are in a situation in the club, you talk about who wants to be the dom, who wants to be the sub, then the next conversation you have is, this is how I want to feel. And both Parties will have something that they want to feel. Maybe the dom wants to feel like they're in control or they want to exude power uh, and and confidence. Sure, that's great. Or it can even be something that they want to do. Like, I want to tease you. I want to do this. You know, like, is there something that they want particularly out of that scene as well? Exactly. And the sub might be like, well, I want, I want to be spanked or I want to... I want to sort of have this metronomic spanking where I just sort of zone out. Uh, I don't want to feel pain, but I want that constant impact. Or maybe I do want to feel pain, and maybe I want to be bruised. Maybe that's my goal, and that's that's okay. But the two should have a conversation about what they both expect to get out of the scene and what they both expect to put into the scene. Mm -hmm. So that's... Part of that conversation would also include the the safe word, or we're going to talk use about a color system. Meaning, the dom will check in, 
I'm green. It's like traffic lights. Exactly. So a lot of people will do this. Uh, a lot of couples do it anyway, but also for us in particular, it's if we're playing with somebody new or something, you know, someone we haven't really played with a lot. Because it's easy and it's a system that I think everybody understands, is that if you check in with someone and they're at a green, then that means everything's good, keep going. Yeah, just it's, it's a good situation. Just we're going to keep doing this. And then if you check in and they're at a yellow or orange, depending on how you interpret the traffic lights, then they're getting near their limit. And so you might want to either stay steady, back off a little, depending on what the scene encompasses. But you know that, that they're getting close to the limit and you can't push them too Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Much more before it's going to stop. And so you typically don't want the scene to stop. So you kind of take that into consideration, be like, okay, like this is, we're nearing the limits. And then if they say they're at a red, then that means stop. Like that, that's, that's it. They can't take word. anymore. Yeah. Yes. And so you would, you would uh, stop the scene immediately yeah. and go back to whatever normal is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can alternate, like you don't have to go in order, green, yellow, red, you can go green, yellow, green, you know, yellow. Oh, yeah. like you can kind of have a bit of that push pull and that, that play with it. That makes it fun. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of fun in pushing someone's limits, getting them to where they think the next step is going to be red, and then bringing them back to something really light. And it's a kind of a fun head game to play with a sub. Uh, they don't know what to expect next, and which is often arousing for many people. So another thing that I sort of implied this is that a BDSM scene does not necessarily have to involve sex. Yep, absolutely. In fact, I would say for many of the scenes that you and I do, it has nothing to do with sex. There's mm. never anything penetrative. It's just about the, the way you feel. Mm-hmm. It's about the scene. And I think a lot of people sometimes think that it is a predicate to sex. We do this. It counts as foreplay. Let's fuck. <laughs> and we see that happen I, we saw that happen at the club as well mm-hmm. this past weekend and it's kind of like no that's it can but it's not necessarily that's not what is it's, intended really yeah, yeah. so I think a, an easy way for a lot of people to get into BDSM is with bondage of some sort uh, so in that you're going to restrain your partner in some way form or fashion and then you're going to do stuff to them of some way, form or fashion. Mm-hmm. And so I think a, a couple of things I'd like to say on this is, you know, those little cheap 
handcuffs and things that you can get. They're usually fuzzy. The fuzzy handcuffs, yeah. yeah. Throw those away. Those are horrible. <laughs> uh, they are either not going to restrain your partner because even a slight twist of the wrist will break them. Or worse, they're way stronger than they look and you get them really tight on your wrists and suddenly they're cutting off circulation. And you get stuck. That's bad. You don't want you don't want something that will cut off circulation. I mean, I feel like that should be a duh, but at the same time, I think you have to tell people that. Mm-hmm. Uh, good things to use around your house, if you don't want to necessarily go out and purchase things, would be stuff like a tie. Mm-hmm. Nice silk tie, maybe not one that you wear to work all the time, but <laughs> you can loosely tie those around the wrists and it's not going to cut off circulation. You can tie those to your bedposts or, or, or to your bed frame and that'll restrain somebody. Or you uh, can tie them together. So you can also use a scarf. You yes. can use a uh, hosiery or like the long over the knee socks, depending on how you're doing it. Like there's a lot of a lot of just kind of everyday things around your house that you can use. You know that old sweater that you don't like anymore? Mm-hmm. Cut the sleeves off. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do and, and you can use. But again, so we talk to our partner. What do you want? I want to be restrained. Cool. What do you want me to do while you're restrained? Um one thing that you should never, ever, ever do is leave the house. Uh, you can leave the room or at least make your partner think you're leaving the room if they're either blindfolded or they can't see you. But you should never leave your partner alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a – we often joke that we'll restrain you and then go watch TV. We don't actually do that. It's a fun joke because it terrifies people. Well, and I would also say don't leave – I would say just flat out don't leave your partner alone in the room if – this isn't something that you do regularly because you don't, especially if it's something new, they, you don't know how somebody's going to react because it could be that they're okay with it or it could bring up something in them or they could just have a minor freak out or whatever. Or, I mean, something might even happen physically and you don't want that to happen. So I would say don't even leave them alone unless this is something that you really do frequently. Yeah. So if you've used one of our little handmade ones, always have scissors handy. Um, if you have safety scissors, that's even better, like the medical style safety scissors. And if your partner says, I need out, you you don't goad them. You don't tease them. You get them out. It's no questions asked. Yeah, it yeah. is like, cool, you're out. So talking about what you can do to your partner when they're tied up, there's a lot of wonderful things you can do. You can blindfold them. That's a fun game. You can get different sensory items and and drag it across their bodies, Um, things like feathers, like CDs. I was going to say, get creative with that. Look around your house. A hairbrush. Yeah, and think about all the things that I'm looking around the room now, and there are so many different surfaces and textures and feels, and like any one of them would be pretty interesting to, to use on someone in some fashion or to drag it across their skin, to drag it down their spine, across their neck, down their arm. And, and it can even be a fun game if you want to, to be, you know, try and guess what this yeah, is. Yeah, I was just going to say that because that is a fun game. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, think of things that you might not necessarily use, uh, like a credit card. You can do a credit card in many different ways, dragging it sideways, dragging it down the edge. The plug-in for your iPhone or whatever phone you use, that's it's both going to be cool and it's the two-prong or three-prong thing. It's, it's an interesting feeling. And so, like Angela said, play a game. What is this? Guess what it is. If you get three right, you get a kiss. If you get five right, you get oral, you know? Yeah. So, again, we've already talked to our partner about what we expect from this situation. Uh, 
we may expect sex. Some people like the idea of, of sex where one party is restrained. If that's what you've agreed upon, cool. But again, don't jump right into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to drag this out a bit. It's meant to be this fun feeling of, of loss of control. And you want to be able to enjoy that. Both parties want to be able to enjoy that. I was going to say, and, and even if sex is on the table while one is restrained, it's fun to have a lot of that tease and that build up ahead of time because then it makes it so much more exciting when you actually get there. Yeah. So tease them a bit, edge them, yeah, have some fun with it. Another thing that is often a great way for people to introduce themselves to the world of BDSM is with some form of impact play. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? And when you talk to your partner, again, you you ask them what are you comfortable doing to me? If you're the sub, what are you comfortable doing to me? Are you, some people aren't comfortable hitting others. I'm really not comfortable striking Angela. Mm-hmm. However, any other partner just about could come up to me and go, I want you to spank me. And I'd be like, all right, cool. But for some reason, Angela's just so dumb. It's like, ah, <laughs> uh, I'm not, if I ask you to do that, I'm not going to like turn around and like smack you or anything. <laughs> I'm just afraid you're just going to stare at me with those like angry eyes and, uh-huh. I'm, and I'll just turn to dust. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be like at the end of uh, uh, the uh, Avengers movie where pe- I just like, tur- oh, spoiler alert, uh, I'm just turning to dust and going into the wind. Oh, I thought you were going to say the vampires in Buffy. Oh, or that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stake me. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I was hoping to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Um, yeah, so ask what you're, you know, if you're wanting to be impacted, uh, talk to your partner. What what are they comfortable with? You know, some might be okay with bare hands and, and just light spanks. Some might be okay with uh, a flogger or something like that. Some might be okay leaving bruises. Some might not. I think it's important to set those boundaries Early on, if you're the dom and wanting to do the striking, make sure that you are not coercing the sub into something that they're not ready for. Uh, That is, I think, the one thing that really bugs me is that when these ultra macho doms sort of paint people into corners, well, I want you to do this because I want to do this. And I think it's really important to, to not do it that way yeah and i also think it's it's good as the dom to talk about with your sub what how you mentioned this before bradford is how do you want to feel because it's not just an overall this is how i want to feel this is what i'm looking for out of the situation because some people may even with impact play they may want to to feel diminished a bit but it can also be do you want stingy do you want thuddy do you just want slapping and, and some of that may just come with however they want to emotionally, mentally, whatever be felt. But it can also be that, like, I know for you, you don't like stingy. So right. for you, it's it's more thuddy, it's more kind of paddles or whatever. Talk to your sub and find out, or, or if they don't know, because a lot of people, especially early, don't know. So just try yeah. and see. But keep that feedback loop open and and just read them and talk to them as you go. Like, it doesn't mean that once you start a scene, you can't have any communication whatsoever. Exactly. Or or I'm going to say verbal communication. Yeah. Yeah. So for folks out there who are trying to understand stingy, thuddy, et cetera, I've been trying to think about today how to describe that in a pretty clear and concise way. And I think I finally came up with it. So for me, things come in stingy, thuddy, and kind of both, a a mixture of the two. Some Mm -hmm. things are stingy and thuddy. Stingy would be 
we've all done it. You have a rubber band and you, you flick somebody with a rubber band or you flick yourself with a rubber band. That's stingy. So that's going to be things like whips, canes, um, oftentimes riding crops. These are things that are, that move quickly through the air and who have a very small surface area that's going to hit you. And I was going to say, even floggers with really thin yeah. um, falls or the tails on the flogger. Those, like are, those, the, those are the things that hit you. Yes. I didn't know it either, but Angela knows kinky vernacular. Yes. Well, those can be stingy if they're really thin and depending on what how they're made, like what they're made of. So I know this is sort of digressing a bit, uh-huh. but you know somebody's out there who has been working on a crossword puzzle for like 10 years. And we're like, <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Uh, yes, exactly. So if you want to feel what something like that feels like, flick yourself in the leg or the arm with a rubber band, mm-hmm. thin rubber band, not one of the big wide ones. When you think of thuddy, I think the best way to uh, experience thuddy is to take either a newspaper or a magazine. Or a phone book if you're like really old school. Yeah, or if, who has a phone book anymore? <laughs> uh, but so the problem with a phone book, because I actually thought about a book, the problem with that is speed. You don't get a lot of speed on it. Okay, okay. But you can take a rolled up magazine and there's enough cushion behind it that it's much thuddier. It's a thunk when it hits you. And again, that's something that we can roll up the nearest newspaper, roll up the nearest magazine, and smack it with our, smack ourselves with it. And that's what a thuddy piece is. Mm. So those are going to be things that are closer to like paddles, solid paddles with mm-hmm. no air holes, uh, or or floggers with really wide um, that are two or three finger wide falls. Mm-hmm. See, I'm using words fancy now. words I now, know, right? <laughs> Uh, that's what that's going to feel like. It's going to be thuddy. And we call it thuddy too because that's the sound it makes when it smacks you. It's not a whack. It's a thud. And it's actually really cool if you get one that has a bit of weight behind it. And it kind of, as you hit the person with it, kind of spank their bum with it, it they kind of pushes them in a little yeah, bit. because like, there's like, a lot of weight yeah, to it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, we've got one that I absolutely love that is all reclaimed leather and, mm-hmm. and reclaimed handle. And it's, it's such a great, it's my favorite. I love being hit with that thing. Uh, and then you've got the blends, the mixtures. So these are going to be, uh, we've got a flogger that has thin tines, thin falls. I call them tines. I don't know why. Thin falls and, and kind of thicker, softer ones as well. Mm-hmm. So you're going to feel both thuddy and, and stingy. Paddles that have any kind of air holes cut in them will often be a blend of the two. And if you want to feel that, smack yourself with your hand. So your hand is thuddy, but it also stings. Also the silicon paddles. Yes. Those can be quite stingy. Yes. So that's, and I think I'm, I'm guessing here, um, somebody with actual science degree can correct me. I think the reason your hand is stingy is because it's not a flat surface. So there's air Mm. and what stings is the compression of the air. Mm. That's what I'm guessing. We'll go with that. It's got to be about the air somehow. (laughs) Um, So those are things around the house if you want to play with that. Rulers are great. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus they bring up that whole librarian teacher thing. Um, Hairbrushes, Mm -hmm. the non-tined side. Uh, I was going to say, and there's a billion things in the kitchen. Look around the kitchen. Wooden spoons. Wooden spoons. You've got spatulas. You've got all kinds of things in the kitchen. Um, you can use belts, just be very cautious. Again, things like that can really leave a mark. And I would say if you're using a belt, especially early on or for the first time, fold it in half. Yeah. And that way you only have just a, it's almost like a small little paddle. Exactly. Exactly. 
And if you're using a belt to hit somebody with, I think really you're missing half the fun of a belt. Uh, half the fun of the belt is the sound it makes when you crack the belt. So you put it together and you push it together. Put your, you know, If you fold it in half, push your uh, fists together and then pull them away really quickly. That smack, that crack mm. that it makes, that's that's more fun than hitting somebody with a belt. Yeah, and that's part of the fun of this too is that you can use a lot of these sensory things to kind of fuck with the person, especially if they're blindfolded or not watching you, is you can do something like that and make the sound and they're like, oh shit, what's going to happen? And then it's not near as bad as what they expect. Right, then you do something completely different. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, the the fun of BDSM is the not the I'm going to hurt you or make you feel hurt, but the I'm going to make you experience things in a way that I'm completely controlling. Yeah. If you're a dom or if you're a sub, you're going to have somebody make a, an experience for you mm-hmm. that you're not expecting. Uh, if you just keep hitting me with something, it gets boring as a sub and the dom. Mm-hmm. But if you can change it up and intersperse it. And so if you have, if, if you've gone out and purchased a flogger, first thing I advise you to do is practice on a pillow because you need to know where your limits are. Where you hit with that flogger is really going to change the way it feels. Mm-hmm. If you're hit with the very tip of the falls, that's going to be more stingy. That's going to leave them more likely to leave a mark. If you're hit with the, you know, a meteor version of it, you know, the a couple of inches or a few centimeters in from the tip, uh, it's going to be a much more kind of splash effect feeling. What you need to be very careful of is wrap around. Uh, I've got pictures where my entire thighs, inner thighs are bruised because I let somebody swing a flogger at me multiple times when they didn't realize how long the flogger was. So they were hitting my ass, but the the falls were wrapping around and I ended up with some pretty severe bruising on the inside of my thighs, on the inside, where it's wrapping around my ass. I think it's also important to note at this point where you should and shouldn't be hitting. If you're hitting on the, their backside, typically start with the ass. So the ass is a place that most like people like to be hit, and it's generally a lot of cushion. Uh, pretty good size. Yeah, and it's, it's a good place to start. Some people also like their shoulders so they like their shoulders to be hit. Uh, not everybody does. So again, talk to your partner and find out what they like. Do not hit just above the ass and get the kidneys. That is That's dangerous. That's a very bad thing to do. So do not get the kidneys. So typically stick to shoulders or ass. Uh, some people, if you've got a paddle or a cane, they do like thighs and, and parts of the leg. But just be really cognizant around any kind of joints, around the kidneys, things like that. Typically stay to really cushioned parts of the body. And some people do like to be hit on their chest, so on the front side. Some people like that. Uh, I haven't met too many people, but there was someone at the club this weekend who was being hit on their chest and seemed Mm. to really enjoy it. And so, yeah, some people that do like that. But again, talk to your partner and see. But if you're just starting out, I would say stick to the ass, maybe the shoulders. Yeah, I agree completely. Because me, personally, I don't like my shoulders hit Mm -hmm. at all. I don't like my chest hit. Uh, I do like my ass. Spank me all you want. So I think we've sort of touched on the two of the three basic kink sort of scenarios that are easy to get into. The last one is one that I'm not going to speak a lot on because I don't like it at all. And But I know that some people really do, and that's humiliation. Mm. Uh, I don't like to humiliate, and I don't like to be humiliated. Now, self Deprecating jokes are one thing, but 
Yeah, you need to be very careful with humiliation play. Again, from the very beginning, you have a conversation on what is okay, what is off limits. This is like if you are a, uh, let's say a, a fella and you, you know, you've got a receding hairline and you don't want bald jokes. Mm-hmm. Well, then make it very clear that let's keep it below the belt kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah I also th- I do think it's really good to have that conversation ahead of time as to what what does humiliation look like to you and what's okay or what's not okay, especially if there's something that is specifically off limits. And that can come for some people uh, in the some things can be triggering depending on what's happened previously in life. And so I would be very cautious of that. If you're doing any kind of humiliation play or degradation, just to be sure that you know a little more specifically what the person is looking for. Or if it's you who's who's receiving, then be pretty specific as to what you do or don't want. And it doesn't have to be both, but just if you're like, no, nah, this is a really triggering thing for me, don't go there. Then yeah. Just make sure that, that the other person knows that. And also make sure that you both agree that the moment that the safe word is said, we go back to normal. This is just play. That's all this is. It, it's not real. It's, it's not something that I actually think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just something that I'm yeah. saying to you because I know you like the way it makes you feel. Yeah, yeah. So that I think is, I think that's really important to, to remember with any kind of humiliation or verbal play in that, in that kind of fashion. So, there you have it. <laughs> We've only scratched the surface. Yeah. And and above and beyond anything else, communicate with your partner. Verbally is always great. Also watch the body language. You know, look at what they're saying with their body. If you're doing impact play, feel them. Feel yes. their skin. See how, how warm they are. So you kind of know if you're, you're, you know, doing, getting to limits or anything like that. And just really pay attention to your partner. Pay attention to the scene. And have fun with it. Like, that's what you're there for is to have fun and make sure that your partner's having fun. Yes. And if at any point you aren't or your partner isn't or it looks like you're maybe not, then then take a pause. Take a break. You know, you can get some water and come back and have a bit of a chat in between. Like, it doesn't have to be that we're going to start this and then we're going to go for hours and hours and hours and never stop kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And so, and just to sort of give an example of that. So on Saturday night, I, I thought I wanted to be up on the cross. So we got on the, I got on the cross and you started spanking me and I was like, Oh yeah, this is good. And I could tell your head wasn't in it. And I could tell that you weren't either. Like I, and maybe we were both feeding off of that, but I was like, wow, she's kind of half heartedly, like she's not Mm -hmm. hitting in the same space or in the same place, which typically your aim is really perfect. Um, you're not consistent. I was not getting that you, you just, I was like, mm, she's not into it. And because you weren't really into it, mm-hmm. I think like I wasn't really into it, which again, I completely admit it may have gone the other way. I may not have been really into it. So therefore you weren't feeding off of my energy. Well, I felt like you weren't really into it even from the beginning. Just, and I, I assumed that it was headspace from watching the other people kind of do their thing and kind of not do things properly and whatnot. Like the, you know, people wailing on each other and stuff. I assumed that that was getting to you. Uh, for me, it was, I didn't really feel you were into it, but also environmentally, I wasn't comfortable. I was looking into a light and I didn't have a good, clear view of you as much as I wanted to. Gotcha. And so it was harder for me to see exactly where I was hitting and things. That's why I was like, oh, I'm not going to go too hard because I don't want to like really hurt you. We may need to talk to Lawrence about rearranging <laughs> downstairs. Rearrange the furniture yeah, or the lighting the or something. Yeah. 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 Because it was like. Because you're right. It, it can be difficult. Yeah. And, and to, for me, that was, I was like, I'm not, like, I just wasn't as comfortable in that space at that moment because I just, I didn't feel like I could see as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. It, it definitely makes sense. And I know yeah. that both of us, we didn't, and we ended up not doing it long. I think we no. probably, maybe seven to ten minutes, maybe. Yeah. I didn't think it was that long. And then it was kind of like, all right, eh. we're not Both of this. us kind of like, <laughs> meh. Uh, and then we ended up just cuddling and we pulled out the rabbit fur gloves with yes. the, the little claws. And, and that was, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, like, me that too. was great. So uh, one last thing as we wrap this up is that we should have talked about before talking about our own recent experience was what do you do afterwards? What's the aftercare look like? And so no matter what kind of BDSM scene you do, whether it's bondage, whether it's impact play or whether it's humiliation afterwards, there needs to be a moment of reconnection or connection uh, with the, between the Dom and the sub. And so that looks different for many different people. So we have seen, situations where the sub sits down lays down or at least removes themselves from whatever platform space Mm -hmm. they are in and goes somewhere else and then the dom goes and gets water or maybe gets a cool or warm towel or something they go and get them something they Mm -hmm. fetch them something uh we've seen situations where they cuddle for five ten fifteen minutes Mm -hmm. to again sort of that reconnection we've seen where they have conversations, they talk about how do you feel and was that okay? And did you like this? And they have this wonderful verbal reconnection, but it's really important that after the scene is done, no matter who you are, even if you don't really know the person, there should be this sort of, the sub always needs aftercare. And sometimes the Dom does too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. It's not always, it's not always easy to, in an impact situation to hurt somebody. Mm -hmm you start to do it and you enjoy it because you know that the sub is enjoying it. And so that's a great thing to sort of feed on, but it might not be in their nature for me. I'm a, I'm, I'm now a certifiable switch, but when I'm, there was a joke there, the certifiable thing. Um, (laughs) But when I'm done, sometimes it's hard. I'm like, wow, I just hurt this person and, and I need to make sure that they're okay. And that's how I sort of, aftercare myself mm-hmm. is cuddling with them and making sure that they're okay reassures me that they're okay. Uh, we've done that with the gentleman a few times yeah, and taking yeah. him off the cross and like, all right, let's go cuddle for a little yeah. while. So I yeah. often do that with, yeah. 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 So I hope people out there found this useful. Uh, I hope you learned at least something again. We are not the end all be all if, and there's also only so much you can cover in yeah. a little bit of time. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're in Sydney, Studio Kink is actually, they do some really great beginners Mm -hmm. classes on kink where they talk about consent, consent, consent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Consent is just as as important in kink play as it is in sex and swinging play. And I think it's really important to remember that. There is an amazing author and friend of our podcast, Tristan Terramino, Mm -hmm. who has written some fantastic books, like Bibles on the subject. And she also has a podcast, uh, Sex Out Loud, mm-hmm. which I would highly, highly recommend. She is an amazing speaker as well. She, when the world was normal, she did a lot of speaking in L.A. I would highly recommend looking up Tristan and her work. She's amazing. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? No, I think you've done a great job of talking tonight. I've talked a lot. Sorry. <laughs> No, it's a good. It's I, it's I got up my soapbox and because yeah, yeah. I was really frustrated. That's all right. 
This was like therapy for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if, you know, people were missing your voice, so that's good. That's right. <laughs> uh, so look, if you want to send us your questions, comments, rude remarks, email us at theatomsoflove at gmail.com, or you can message us on all of our socials. We are at By the By Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, and on the Facebooks. Also, you can message us directly if you go to patreon.com, become one of our patrons, and then you are in our Discord chat, and we can have a chat conversation. Uh, we've talked about some really fucked up things recently, um, but some really amazing things. Uh, fascinating. Recently yeah. on the Not Safe for Work channel, we talked about the origins of our kinks and where they came from and if we can remember where they came from. Where our, I say kinks, our fetishes, uh, which is a whole level of different kink. Uh, so, yeah, and and it's it's always fun to sort of dig into yourself and see why do I think the things that are sexy are sexy. Uh, that was a fun conversation. Yeah, I enjoyed it's, that. It's fun to unpack some of that. Uh, and we try to be pretty active. Uh, I don't think we're nearly as active as some of our people. Like some of y'all, like I love it, but some of y'all, I love it. <laughs> I feel guilty that like. Well, it's also different time zones. So for us, we'll uh, wake true. up in the morning and there's like all these messages and it's like, holy shit, but it's also really exciting. Yeah. And then we'll, you know, start chatting and they're all going to bed and then in the middle of the day i'm like oh nobody's talking i want somebody to talk to <laughs> and a, co- a couple of them are clearly insomniac night owls yeah, and yeah. so they'll start talking uh but yeah definitely check out our our discord chat it's a lot of fun it's some really amazing people and uh yeah there's uh it's a good fun good times yeah anything else that i forgot i don't know i probably did but i don't really care uh <laughs> thanks for listening we we love you guys anything you want to say in the end? We'll be back next week. We, I hope so, yes. And hope you have a great week. Have a good week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.